0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Healthy for Life podcast, where we will be discussing maintainable, sustainable, conscious living. I'm your host, Sarah Grace, and thanks for joining me. Welcome back everyone to my Healthy for Life podcast. Today, my special guest is Dr. Beth Mitchell. She has a practice here in Tampa called Restorative Healing and Wellness, and She has become a great resource and good friend of mine, and I'm super happy to have her here today to share some things with you guys. So Beth is going to tell you a little bit about what she does at her practice and also a little bit about her background because she does have a pretty interesting story. So (laughs) thanks for joining us, Beth. Thanks, Sarah Grace, for having me.
1: Um, Just to give you a little bit about myself, I am a mother of three teenagers. I always like to start with that. It's my most important job. Mm -hmm. And I am married to a Hillsborough County deputy. I do live in South Tampa in this area and have been here since 2005. And I do uh, love being near the water and the beach and meditating and things like that in my spare time. But um, I am working now in a couple of different jobs. One is my day job at the Hillsborough (laughs) County Jail as the medical director, and my other job is running the Restorative Healing and Wellness Center in in South Tampa on Kennedy Boulevard.
0: She is a a jack of all trades here. (laughs) She wears many different hats, I like to say, because she goes from one one, one end of the spectrum to the next, um, really when it comes to health. But so tell us a little bit about your background and like how, you know, what type of doctor are you? How did you get started? That sort of thing.
1: Um, I'm an osteopathic physician and I, I graduated med school in 1996 And then I completed my internal medicine residency in Jacksonville at a level one trauma center there in 1999. And then I went to Seattle to University of Washington where I did an infectious disease fellowship and got a master's in public health, was on faculty at the university, was an HIV STD expert for a little while until I moved back to the Tampa area in 2005. And so my background is in general internal medicine and infectious diseases.
0: Mm-hmm. But what would you say? Because I, I know her story <laughs> um, a little. And and we were connected with each other and we, we met up and had lunch, and we must have talked for like two hours,. Yeah, at least. yeah. So I know her story, but um, you know, I want you guys to know a little bit about it. So having a background as a D.O., Um, right. Is that, yeah. Yeah, And then, um, what inspired you to go into more of the holistic type practice that, well, before we go there, talk to me or talk to us a little bit about, um, your practice, what you're doing. So people kind of get a feel from what you came from to where you're at now.
1: Really what I'm trying to do is to create a partnership with my patients which i think is significantly lacking in the medical industry and that's ultimately why most of us went to medical school to begin with and so to do that um, it's important that i set goals with them both health goals but also spiritual goals if that's important to them and so people might come in with different different concerns or Goals like losing weight and, and optimizing their metabolism or increasing energy, detoxing, but also might have an interest in weaning off some of their long-term medications that cause them a lot of side effects. And also they might come in with serious health mm-hmm. health diagnoses like cancer, and they are seeing other physicians, and, and that's fine. So I look at all of that and am able to kind of integrate. Um, a holistic plan, including the other things they're doing. It's not one or the other. It doesn't, some, for some it is for some, they want to integrate and do both and, and all of it's okay. Um, And then what I try to integrate are things that are hopefully helping the body to heal itself Mm -hmm. ultimately. So I use things, called oxidative therapies, which are ozone and oxygen based light therapies, which would include red light, near infrared, far infrared and color light. PEMF, which is pulsed electromagnetic frequencies. I use a form of neurofeedback with lights and sound to help the brain um, be more balanced in a healing state. I use breath and meditation styles and we offer classes as well on that and then I'm really interested in energy medicine Mm. and I think this is going to be more and more important with as technology advances in the future of chronic health and and managing it and I now also have an acupuncturist kinesiologist and nutritionist in my center her name is Charlotte Timpone owner of Swan Holistic Healthcare Solutions and she's uh renting part of the space and uh recently moved in there in August and that's been a great asset I think having her there we also offer IV nutritional therapies Mm -hmm. now that's somewhat new and IV ozone therapies
0: cool so it's really like a whole body approach to health and and looking at the body as a whole and looking at health more from a preventive standpoint Although you get people in there that, you know, might be really, really ill, um, you're not just treating their their sickness or their symptoms, but treating their whole body, right?
1: Yes, that's actually a great way of putting it. And that's honestly what DOs are all about, mm-hmm. um, is really looking at the whole picture, the whole body, the whole system, mm-hmm. the whole spirit, mind, body, all of it, and putting together a treatment plan that's going to help the the body heal as a whole. Mm -hmm. So, you know, where MDs traditionally are taught more about symptoms and then targeting symptoms with medications, but invariably when you treat one area of the body, you're affecting many other areas and it should Mm -hmm. all be considered.
0: Yeah so what inspired you to get into this practice um because although yes you are a do by training i would wager that (laughs) what you were doing previously was nothing like what you're doing now um so what was like the real turning point for you
1: well uh that's a great question and so it was really a series of events that contributed to my decision to seek alternative approaches for healing. And it started with my own health and the health of my husband who had serious health issues that conventional medicine could not adequately address. Mm. And in addition to that, a close friend of mine who I trained with in Jacksonville died tragically a little over four years ago and in fact, it's probably not an accident that we're talking about this today. And today happens to be the first day of the trial no because way. she was uh, murdered.
0: Oh, And
1: wow. so it's been a long time coming, waiting for that. Um, she was, to me, the smartest physician I'd ever known mm. and was already practicing integrative holistic medicine, energy medicine, and had a nutrition degree as well and she was my go-to for my own health issues and my family and so i think when she died part of my grieving was i think to be close to her i Mm -hmm. was inundating myself with what she was learning and doing and in doing that then a lot of doors started opening and a lot of aha moments for me where i just simply wasn't aware of so many other modalities that can help people heal and I mean for as an example for myself I had the worst stomach problems of anyone I knew Mm -hmm. was living on Prilosec for 25 years and migraines a lot of migraine headaches since 10 years old and later then also was diagnosed with thyroid cancer and I had no idea that uh, I could heal my gut And that I could heal migraine headaches. I mean, I'd been taught my entire career and every other physician I had ever hung out with or knew would also say the same, that that's chronic and you can't get rid of it. But I'm a living testimony that you can. And Mm -hmm. anyone who knows me and how much I really did suffer from those things, not the cancer, but the other things, knows that that's no longer an issue. Mm -hmm. So just my own health issues and seeking answers open doors for me but then also for my husband's health too
0: right and so do you kind of feel like you were inspired almost to like carry on her work or her like her legacy almost yeah I definitely
1: know? feel that way and I feel like she's always with me talking mm-hmm. to me guiding me in many ways, I feel her more with me now than I did before because yeah. we were so busy we didn't see or talk as often as we wanted before. And, in fact, the, I'm using part of the name of my center, it uses the word restorative, which was in the name of her center. Okay. Um, and, yes, so I really feel inspired. I feel her presence there quite a bit. And her family is, is also really happy to see mm-hmm. the work and what, that I'm doing, and, and, yeah. and, and they can see Teresa's influence there.
0: That's so cool. Yeah, I, I just think that that's such a neat story, and although it's tragic, it has led to something really great that you're doing for people, and um, it's really interesting to see how sometimes we end up where we do, you know? Yeah, <laughs> and, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I guess I want to give people a little, um, information and, and a chance to learn some things today from you. And so, um, what would you say is the main difference between a DO and an MD? Because, you know, you briefly mentioned it, how a DO kind of looks at the whole body and an MD is more like at the symptoms, but if you went to just a DO nowadays anywhere or an MD, like. What are the main differences, I guess?
1: So depending on what their practice or scope was, then it might be hard to tell the difference for for the layperson. However, um, technically speaking, DOs and MDs have the same core curriculum in medical school, almost identical. However, the DOs have additional training in the musculoskeletal system. And it's pretty significant additional training where we would have lab where we're working on one another on the body and we're learning. um, So it's not just learning the anatomy, but learning how the nervous system and the muscles and all the different uh, structure of the body affects and the alignment affects the health. So some DOs, use that in their practice, and some choose not to. But it's still a mindset and a training that we have from the beginning, and we all share that that MDs don't have. Outside of that, the training is very similar. Um, I did end up doing my residency in an MD hospital, technically, but my Mm. med school training was, of course, in a DO center.
0: So does that mean that DOs can do like chiropractic type stuff or is yes, it not? Yes, that- actually
1: they, and, and chiropractors and DOs don't like to equate themselves with one another. Yeah. They like to remain distinct, but they do, they do similar things actually, um, as far as adjustments and alignment with the body. Okay. And, you know, just like, I mean, there are some DOs that are highly specialized in this area and are craniosacral experts and and things like that, Um, similar to chiropractor, but Mm -hmm. they would have a different training and background. Right. But, you know, I think would be very like-minded about their approach to alignment.
0: But most DOs that you go to, if you look them up online or whatever and find one in your say That you know, your insurance takes, or that's close to you, they're probably gonna practice similar to an MD, right? And they'll be quick to write you a med a, a prescription for a medication. Do you think highly or- likely? Yeah. Yes, okay. What are some things that people can do on a daily basis, um, to improve their health on, from a preventative standpoint? And I know that's kind of a broad question because, yeah, <laughs> it's really like you know, a full body um, of it's, it's from nutrition to exercise, you know, (laughs) but what are some things that you think people um, could really just start simply with?
1: Yeah, I mean, it is so broad. However, I, I can't emphasize enough prevention, 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 and it really goes a long way to, to keeping, us from ending up in a situation where we're chasing the illness Mm -hmm. um so things like having adequate rest and Mm -hmm. drinking plenty of clean energizing water and in addition to bathing in clean water if possible is also important because your skin is just as important you know we spend all this time drinking good water and then we're bathing in water that isn't um it isn't working for us.
0: So you mean like putting a filter on your shower?
1: Yes. Uh, I've Even if you can't do things. a whole house system, right? you could do your shower head if you can't do most of your bathing in, in one shower. In my house where I got, I have three teenagers, boys and girls, and three different showers going regularly. It makes sense to do the whole house if I can, although you still could do three shower heads. Right. And... It makes a big difference um, mm. with your mineral balance mm. and and your immune health. And, um, and really your total body voltage, if you want to maintain your energy and not deplete it, then you're trying to minimize ways of depletion. And things that deplete our energy are th- things that we're ingesting or putting on our skin or we're surrounding ourselves. So if you're Mm -hmm. bathing in EMF and radiation at your job all day indoors and not grounding enough, those are, it's just awareness to know that that's depleting your system of, of energy that you need for proper balance and healing. Mm -hmm. So then there might be ways you could offset that so that you're not having to reboot your energy, you know, every time it's depleted. Um, so also things you're putting on your skin uh, like using beauty counter for yeah. makeup or skin clean products cosmetics. clean beauty yeah. or toothpaste deodorant things mm-hmm. like that I think all those things are so important and I know everybody talks about a lot of it it's pretty popular all these things these days but it's another thing to actually put it into practice so. Mm-hmm. I take much better care of myself these days than I used to. Yeah. And I try to impress that on my teenagers, which is hard because the younger, you know, I was there. You just think
0: you're invincible. invincible. Yeah. You don't think about the long term of anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, so yeah. And it really is. I feel like that whole body approach or whole, whole body, whole mind, you know, um, from the food you eat to the, your emotional health, you know, like you said, reducing stress, getting enough rest and exercise of course helps with that and has so many good benefits. And then, and then it crosses over into, you know, what are you exposing yourself to on a daily basis and how that all adds up to that kind of prevention, you know, and getting the most out of life and, and living the best quality, I think life. And for the, for the person that, cause I know you see people that are pretty sick too. Yeah. And unfortunately I feel like in this day and age, people wait often until something bad has happened to get serious about their health. For somebody maybe who's listening that has a diagnosis or, um, is really sick. What can you tell them? Like, you know, there are other alternatives out there, right? And they shouldn't just give up hope yeah I think the
1: the best message I could send is that it's important to stay open and Mm. and I think the one of the greatest tragedies uh, that doctors do is they use their words very powerfully Mm. and 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 people listen to them and take it as gospel yeah. And when doctors don't don't know, they often they only know what they know. And so that's fine to say what you know, but to deliver a diagnosis like multiple sclerosis or mm-hmm. an autoimmune disease or a cancer You don't know the fate of that person and what's possible. Right. You only know what you know in this moment, that you know there's some kind of spot on the lung or a spot on the kidney, and maybe it's biopsy proven. But none of us really know the rest. Mm. And we should be really careful about what words we use. So I try to be careful in my own practice. But when patients are going and seeking answers – I think it's really important that they try to listen carefully to the messages. Is there, does their own doctor they're speaking to or practitioner believe that it's possible for them to heal? Mm. If your practitioner doesn't believe that you can heal and you believe them, then you won't heal. Exactly. Yeah. And it's really, that simple
0: that powerful and so
1: if now if you can separate yourself from what they're saying and just take their opinion and say okay that's fine i'm going to seek other opinions mm. fine but i would really caution people especially when you have a doctor who's being really black and white about life mm. because nothing is really that black Off and the white table, in life. Yeah. it just isn't yeah and i've seen a lot of people who should have died didn't die mm. in my own family and a lot of people who who uh, died who shouldn't have, right. you know, medically, from a medical point of view. And so there's way more to what goes on in the body and in the mind and in the emotional, spiritual aspect than, than we really do understand right. completely. And so and I just it, think those are important things to think about. Yeah,
0: I think that's a great great point to make. And that, um, you know, the diagnosis that you might get from one doctor, it doesn't have to be the end all be all. And would you really encourage people to go for second and even third opinions? Cause I know so many people, they just kind of go down this funnel of like, well, this is who you should go see. And they just, they never think outside the box to look for other alternatives or even another opinion.
1: Yeah I, I definitely would encourage multiple opinions and really when they when you're going to that place for the opinion even when you're calling to make the appointment you're looking on the website try to get, try to feel into hmm. the the energy of it yeah. when you walk in the front door how does it feel when you talk to the staff whether on the phone or in person, how does it feel when you're sitting down with the practitioner in front of you? Do you sense that they care about you and they are going to, you know, seek all possible options and really listen? Or are they looking at their watch and spending five minutes and moving on their way? Mm -hmm. I just don't think that scenario is setting anyone up for success, for healing and, Mm -hmm. It's setting more, uh, uh, like you said, you know, they're very that kind of a practice is is going to be more inclined to box you into some diagnosis that you meet criteria for, and then they're going to lay out that path of that conventional answer. uh, I'm sorry, you have MS. We can do this, that, and the other, but it's going to be a long, debilitating road, and da 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 da. And now you go straight to the internet and you're googling all that and it's depression defeat your belief is I'm um, I'm screwed and then and that's not even actually true
0: right exactly so
1: it, and then it closes you in more to not looking for other answers um uh, i think that's the kind of power physicians have and that's why they should be careful because mm-hmm. there are always new things coming out and there are it's always hope
0: yeah and just the power of the, the mind, you know, the, yes, is it's really in your own life and what you, you know, positive positivity, uh, what you surround yourself with. There's so many people that have healed themselves. I feel like just through that even. Yeah, absolutely. So if someone is looking to start working with a holistic practitioner, you know, where do they start? I mean, because you know, you could, you could look for maybe a chiropractor or look for an acupuncturist or, you know, maybe an ND is, is another good one. Yeah. But I mean, again, I think like you said, obviously you have to go with how they treat you no matter who they are, but do you have any like guidelines or can they even go onto a website and find a resource of like how to find, you know, someone in their area or what do you, what do you think? Yeah,
1: that's tough because it is very fragmented the whole healthcare system. So even in, in even in the alternative world, um, so as an example, let's say you knew you you knew about ozone and you think it's amazing and can help so many things. So you could go to a website like DoctorsOzone.com and then you can look for a good ozone doctor in your area, but that's very specific right and that doctor may or may not do other things and ozone's amazing uh, but it's not the only thing that you can do to help and yes I mean there's lots of chiropractors out there doing some pretty cool alternative medicine if um, you know if not then maybe you you like your chiropractor you like the adjustments you're getting but you you it's want another piece, so yeah. you have to go find another practitioner to help with the whole healthcare care mm-hmm. piece. Um, I mean, I'm really... I think people need to find what fits for them and their belief systems yeah. and their comfort level. And, I mean, the challenge of going to... Um, I think a naturopath is great, and then the challenge in Florida is, you know, they have to be under a physician.
0: Right. They can't. But even
1: you'll practice. end up being under, you know, in a practice where there's a physician. So I think you, you know, that that there's merit to that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ac- anything Chinese medicine based, I think, is very legitimate and mm-hmm. and, um, and promising for mm-hmm. managing chronic health. I love Chinese medicine, and I, I love I'm I'm learning all about it and continuing to learn about it. Um, ideally, one day I'd love to have a center, a larger center, where many different health practitioners are located there, yeah. and it's a multidisciplinary approach for the patient because, you know, every condition and patient might need different modalities exactly, at different yeah. times, and dentistry is is just Mm -hmm. as important the teeth are really important and when i was going around with my husband with his health issues and with mine nobody talked to either of us about teeth at Mm. all and teeth are exceptionally important in fact um just root canals root canals are a big problem yeah and it doesn't mean that if you've had one it's a nightmare but it means it might be worth getting checked out by a biological integrative dentist yeah. who understands that to prevent serious issues later mm-hmm. because the teeth are tied directly to the body. And it's just another example of how medicine is so fragmented where you right. have these teeth and you're going to the dentist and then you go to your doctor who knows nothing about your teeth and the dentist doesn't ask about the doctor or the health and the right. d- doctor doesn't ask about the teeth and they go hand in hand. So I have a holistic dentist I've I'm good friends with who also uses ozone in her practice and she and I are are talking about how we could build a larger center together with that's all the awesome. integrated modalities in one place
0: yeah that would be and I really think that's the best uh, type of facility I know like of some in California but um, I feel like for a lot of people, they do need multiple different modalities, right. like you've said. And I know for myself, I've done chiropractic, Chinese medicine, you know, energy medicine, like you've talked about ozone, like all of that combined to get the best results, I think. And there's not really any one-stop shop. But, um, and w- w- with the dentistry, that's like so interesting yeah. and with the root canals, uh, cause I was reading that the whole thing with that is that when they extract the tooth or whatever, and they, they cause that almost like, um, damage to the tissue. It's a place where bacteria can grow. Exactly. Right. And that yeah. can, because your teeth are sort of connected to different organs in your body, it can cause those organs to stop functioning properly. Is this right?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. And then because of the structure of the bone where the teeth are sitting in it's a tr- it's called a trabecular structure with all these little fine lacy holes mm-hmm. and it's a great breeding ground for just a couple of bacteria to hang out and there's a lot la- there might be a lack of oxygen there especially if the tooth has a lack of blood flow or mm-hmm. is dead or old tooth that we've kind of crowned crowned it or pulled okay, it out right. and you know there might still be A piece of a ligament or pulp there that's not seeming to cause a problem but actually teeth are really great circuit breakers just because of their location in the whole energy meridian system of the body so if and bacteria are great circuit breakers when they're pathogenic Mm. and so this means it's like pouring water on the outlet on your wall and wondering why your lights keep going out and you can't hold a charge in the system And that's exactly what happens in the body, and teeth can do that. Mm. So it's important to figure out because you would need ozone then the rest of your life to keep things working or, you know, whatever else you're doing to maintain your health if you don't fix the root cause. Mm -hmm. Rather, you could fix the root cause, need ozone for a few months to support the body until the root cause is corrected, and then go be free and not need anything until you're having another issue again. Mm-hmm. That's my goal is to help people find the root cause of what's driving the the whole process to begin with if we can and try to resolve it or minimize it or change it and to empower people and teach them how how this can help you and that can help you so that then people later can say, "Oh, well I think I'm coming down with the flu. Let me go jump in the ozone sauna." Mm. And get ahead of this so I don't miss work for the next two weeks. And things like that. But people don't even know that that's possible. Right. So, you know, the more I can educate them and empower people to self-heal,
0: mm-hmm. then
1: then if you have a facility where they can access it to use what, you know, most people know the right answers for themselves if someone would take the time to listen to them and, and yeah. give them a space to to... Feel safe enough to talk about those things.
0: Exactly. Yeah, and I I feel like there is a movement of people who are going in that direction where they are not letting fear dictate their decisions, and they right. are becoming more open and questioning. You know, they're not. The older generation is a little hard to work <laughs> yeah. on and convince <laughs> them that you know doctors, um, even the well-meaning ones, are not the word of God necessarily. Right. But I feel like there is a a movement of people who are becoming more aware and asking questions and wanting different, you know, answers and results. And, and that to me is so cool. And I, I think that, um, you know, that's, that's what this is all about is creating that awareness and empowering people to live a more conscious lifestyle that you're taking responsibility for your health and you're doing the best you can to educate yourself, you know, to live that, that healthy life. And, um, I love what you're doing. And oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I, I agree with
1: everything you're saying. and Thank you yeah. so much for all your support.
0: Yeah, it's great. It's, I think, um, you know, we need more people that are willing to put themselves out there and, and go from you could probably have a, a much more lucrative practice if you just went straight D.O. Than, than what you have now, but you're doing it because your heart's in it and you want to start something, start a movement and, you know, see it through to the end. And that's really cool. So um, for those of you guys that are in the local Tampa, St. Pete, um, hey, even if you want to drive up from Fort Lauderdale <laughs> or Miami, you'll have to to check out restorative healing and wellness and I love going in there because it's nothing like your typical doctor's office where, um, you know, it's not sterile. It's uh, always smells good, like essential oils and it's relaxing and she has a salt lounge and it's just a totally different vibe, you know, from what you would think you were going into a doctor's office and going to get, you know, so. Yeah, um, well,
1: thank you for acknowledging that because yeah. that is my goal <laughs> is to have it. You know, I always said if I open my own place, it's not going to be like other places I've been uh, for my own health care, yeah. where I just didn't feel very welcome, or it didn't feel clean, or it yeah. didn't feel zen. Right. And so I didn't. I don't want people being feeling anxious. They're anxious enough as it is mm-hmm. about their health and about a having to talk to a doctor
0: yeah and when you walk into some of these places and it's just very sterile and that kind of like cold feel I think it creates this sort of feeling of yeah being anxious tense fearful negativity you know and um all of that of course is going to play a role in people's mindset so um so I want before we go (laughs) I want to ask you a couple um rapid-fire questions, and these are just for fun that I ask everybody. Okay. But, um, what's your favorite food?
1: <laughs> oh, my favorite food? That's tough. I would say pasta.
0: Yeah, Italian. <laughs> Italian, homemade,
1: Italian are you sauce Italian? and pasta. I'm not, but I have a lot of Italians okay. in my family. Yeah. I mean, my my sister's married Italians. Okay.
0: Where is the coolest place you've ever been? Oh, <laughs> um, i would say
1: costa rica yeah yeah
0: i have not been there yeah
1: it was amazing i was in the rainforest and the beach there
0: cool what is your favorite color
1: well that (laughs) probably changes a lot but i would say blue or a light blue or turquoise
0: yeah i like those colors too and are you a morning person or a night person Well, I was a
1: night owl most of my life and I'm becoming more and more a morning person now, I would say.
0: Yeah. Because now you got to get up and get out the
1: door. (laughs) It's shifting. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, um, Beth, thanks for being here with me today and sharing your story. And um, where can people find you? Like uh, your website, social media, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, the
1: website that. is healingrestored.com, H E A L I N G R E S T O R E D.com. And the Facebook. same for Facebook okay. and Instagram is at Healing Restored. Okay. And the phone number, 515 7357.
0: Cool. It's 8-1-3. located on
1: 813. It's located on the corner of Kennedy and Edison. Right behind, the parking lot is is behind the building off of Edison on the second floor. And uh, I would definitely recommend people coming by and checking out the Salt Lounge and just walking around saying hello. Cool. Check out the website. I have an online store as well.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for being here today. And um, thank you all for listening. Catch you next time.